Welcome to Minds at Yerk. I'm Tim. My name is Alex. And I'm Megan. Hey, everybody. Hi, Tim. How are y'all? <laughs> um, Excellent. I am uh, uh, victorious. I'm victorious. Are you going to start singing? No. Dancing? Definitely not. Going to a musically inclined high school? Uh, Why start now? Become best friends with a bunch of musical nerds? Oh, wait. Hang Already on. am. <laughs> called musical theater uh no i am victorious over 15 year old consumer technology i have modified my own game boy advance to have a better screen and i put it in a new case backlit now i'm very excited as you should be i I kind of i really want to see it oh i'm very excited for you to do this so i can get a new game boy and make what 11-year-old me happy? I will make this happen. So we're meeting in an off week this week because we read something that wasn't an Animorphs book, but is tangentially related. In that it involves monkeys? Well, gorillas. Exactly where I was going. I was about to say, don't insult. (laughs) It involves gorillas and K.A. Applegate. And elephants. And elephants. So we read the one and only Ivan and we watched the movie. And I'll tell you right now, right this minute, if you haven't done both, I'm not going to say one, I'm going to say both, then stop here and come back because you probably won't enjoy our conversation as much. That's valid. And because, <laughs> you know, spoilers or whatnot. Also valid. Okay. And I wrote a recap. Which one did you recap? The book. Okay. The book is the okay. one that I recapped. I did not recap the movie. Tim, tell us what happened in this book. Ivan is a silverback gorilla at a roadside attraction owned by Mac. It isn't doing as well as it used to. Ivan has a few friends. Bob is a stray dog who stays with Ivan. Stella is the elephant next door. Stella! Stella has a hurt foot. George works to maintain the place. He has a daughter, Julia, who likes art as much as Ivan. One day, a young elephant named Ruby joins them. With Ruby on the sign, business improves. Stella's foot gets worse, and eventually, she passes. Before she does, she makes Ivan promise to take care of Ruby. Ruby doesn't want to be alone at the show anymore, so Ivan comes up with a plan. A plan involving art. Ivan creates a billboard which draws public interest, which draws accountability for the animal's safety. Zoo officials become involved and decide the animals need to be relocated. Ruby is now home with elephants, and Ivan is taken in by gorillas. And even Bob, who has always said he was happy without a home, goes to live with George and Julia. Quite the departure from an animorph. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very different. <laughs> I don't know. Complex morality. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Having to accept that the world is not always great. Society is a cage, maybe. Yeah, that's maybe a little outside of animorphs. Yeah, I don't think animorphs really has that, that storyline. That theme. That's the word I'm looking for. So I started reading this book, and I was about three pages in. And I decided, it reminded me a lot of, uh, Meg will remember this when we read You. Uh, you read me? me a, a book a book <laughs> called You. And it was in a different format. And it was a format that I just, it took me a while to get uh, to the point where I was enjoying it. Which actually happened a lot sooner with this book. It was only a, a few pages in when I sort of settled into it. But when I first started reading it, I was like, uh this isn't gonna, but by the end I, I adored it. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's got like a very simple poetry kind of vibe almost. Yeah. Like a like a beat poet almost yeah. kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. 
it took me about 60 pages before I was like, I, I, before I stopped putting it down. I was there, page one. This is my shit. You know shit. what? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you was written in the second person the entire book. I was? So, yeah, that one took a long time to settle into. So this was not quite that dramatic. Mm, but see, uh, Santino, uh, what is his last name? Fontana. Thank you. Does the audiobook and God, he's just so interactive. And it was very much like, yeah, you know what? You can keep telling me things that I'm doing. What am I doing? That's fine. Keep talking. For the one and only Ivan? Yes, the one and only Ivan, which <laughs> tells you what you are doing in the second person, Tim. <laughs> no, I actually didn't do this one in audiobook. I, I actually went and bought a copy of this book. You'd have been proud of me. So did I. I, I, I read a book. <laughs> I bought a digital it's copy. It's not an Animorphs book. It wasn't an Animorphs book. You bought the what? I bought the digital copy. That also works. Yep. Did everybody see the movie? Yes. Did it everybody enjoy the movie? Eh. I hate these people. The book is better. I hate those people. <laughs> those people named Meg? <laughs> I am not usually that kind of person. I, I truly like to appreciate the story in different mediums because there are so many different ways to tell the same story or to take a book and translate it i i think that's fair though to to have a preference is fair as long as you're not you know crapping on the other one which it doesn't sound like you are well it's okay to have a preference (laughs) (laughs) i think the movie is great for kids i agree i think it holds back on some things and pulls some punches that the book has yes but yeah uh it is great for I was about to see my little brother and sister, but they're 16 and watched Alien this weekend, so not my brother and sister. Uh. I I was floored by how good the animation in this is. Yeah, very good. Yeah, the, I will agree. All of the animals look absolutely incredible. There's maybe a little uncanny valley at first on just how human Ivan's facial expressions are. But beyond that, it's it's fantastic. Uh George and Julia are amazing. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, um, I think they cast George and Julia very well. Like, Brian Cranston is great, but it's Brian Cranston. And I feel like even reading it, knowing ahead of time that Brian Cranston was Mac, the only thing I could think is, oh, there's no way Mac is Mac is gray enough in the movie. Yeah, no, Mac, yeah. Mac was very likable for a lot of the movie to me. Like yeah, like there's no way you make there's no way you make Brian Cranston that much of an asshole in a yeah, film. Right, I agree. Right, right. I also, as much as I love Sam Rockwell, I mean, I really love Sam Rockwell. Not who I was expecting for Ivan. No, Ivan in the movie is a little. I get that you can't do the gorillas are sparse on words thing that the book sort of breathes constantly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's a little like... He's too chatty. Yeah. I, that's what you're trying to get he's, around. He's not it's, even... That's exactly what it is. And he's like really familiar and, and almost almost a little frat boy. Like not quite, but almost there in terms of just being like agreeable. And there's some aspects of it I really like because when we find out about Ivan's childhood and how he ended up at the circus, um, Sam Rockwell fits for that. Yes. But it is, like, it was a weird, weird thing to go from this book that basically sits here and explains that humans use too many words and are too flowery, almost. Um, So Sam Rockwell. (laughs) Yeah. 
I did enjoy Danny DeVito's Bob. Danny DeVito's Bob is perfect. Yeah. He is doing the audiobook for the one and only Bob that comes out, I think, the 20th? Like, real talk, that's gonna be a movie too, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. They cast Danny DeVito. They knew they were gonna do a sequel. (laughs) Yeah. It comes out the 20th of September? I think that's when the book comes out, but now I'm realizing that I think the 15th is a Tuesday, so it must be... 15 plus 7 is the 22nd, but that also doesn't feel right. Can I tell you? It comes out later this month. I really want to read the one and only Bob now. Yeah, it's supposed to be about Bob, I think, trying to find his sister, and Ivan and Ruby show back up. Oh, cool. Fun. Yeah. I had no idea. that. uh, I mean, it makes logical sense that there would be a sequel, but I had no idea. Did Applegate also write this one? Yes. So good. Yeah, I think this is a great way to show, because I haven't read a ton of Applegate outside of Animorphs. Because I found out really early on that Michael Grant is kind of the way I lean uh, in both of their writing. But I think this is a great example of, like, Applegate. Yeah. <laughs> How complex she is and can take something that seems so simple. And yet, I was sobbing. I mean, animals die. I'm going to cry. But it was for the first few pages where I was like, what is this style? And then to be like, oh, man. This is amazing. Did you read the, the, the piece in the back after the book? I did. Okay. I did. So you always see this based on a true story, like bit or inspired by a true story. And you're like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me find out like the one or two facts. Whoa, a lot of this was, was factual, like in terms of events. And it, it kind of blew me away. And I feel like this is the other thing maybe that the movie, and I, I, I get why the movie kind of skips this. Like, I think this is a harder thing to play. But at the end, Ivan re-socializing. Yeah, it was very different. Yes. Very different. Is is one of the things that I think in the book really hits hard on the bittersweet side of things. Because, like, getting into the zoo is not really something he wanted for himself. Like, he's kind of he's kind of falling on his sword a little bit. And in real life, like, the real Ivan struggled to re-socialize and all of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ivan died in 2012. Yes. Uh, one of the oldest gorillas in captivity. And it seems like he adjusted eventually. Yeah. Uh, I don't like zoos. I've never liked zoos. And so I've never been to the zoo in Atlanta. Um, I don't know if either of you have. I wasn't here. Well, no, I guess I would have been here It's during that time. But I don't know. I have. If you ever went to the zoo from 94 to 2012, you probably saw Ivan. I have, and I must have seen Ivan. Now, I think Ivan stayed maybe in zoo isolation a little bit for part of that time. Because Willie B died, I think, in 2002, 2004. It was early 2000s. I don't remember exactly when. Well, I remember it was in that range because one of my friends in high school... Her father was a behavioral psychologist who did work at Yerkes and at Zoo Atlanta. I'm sorry, at what? Yerkes? Y-E-R-K-E-S. Same okay. letters, just different order. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is a primate research center. Boy, I hope the Yerks don't listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, a primate research center in Atlanta, affiliated with Emory and with the Atlanta Zoo. Uh, so because he had worked at Yerkes and because he had worked with the the gorillas at the zoo, when Willie B died, this friend's father, I promise this is not a joke. It sounds like a joke in horrible taste. It is the actual truth. Was brought in by the zoo as a grief counselor for the gorillas. 
No, I buy it. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a joke. Because Willie B was the the silverback, the, the yeah, right, group right, leader yeah. prior to his death. Willie B, who also spent twenty seven years in captivity before going to the zoo. So sad. If the, if there was an Atlanta, I don't even know if there is such a thing as like an Atlanta sort of cultural hall of fame. Willie B would definitely be in it. Wasn't there an Atlanta Silverbacks team named there, after him? I, there might still be. There might still <laughs> be. Amazing. We went and saw them one time. Were they, what sport are they, hockey? S- they're, <laughs> no, they're not hockey. <laughs> they're soccer. They're soccer. soccer. I was, I was guessing, Tim, okay? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Fuck a... you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are a soccer team. Or were, I don't know if they are still. Hi, kids, listening to this episode about a children's book. We're going to do a curse. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should put something in the beginning about that. Uh, No, I I very much loved the book. I enjoyed the movie. Um, That's that's fair. You know, it was watered down. Like, agreed. But the production value was so high. That I was, I was, really was pleasantly surprised, but it was it was just on, on a happier note, and I don't know if that really matched the story quite as well. Yeah, I think. But. I mean, it's the difference between it's the difference between Ivan one having a little more fraught relationship, or especially Ruby having a more fraught relationship with Mac, and. Ivan going from complacency with being in a domain to accepting that he is in a cage like that's kind of the big shift in the book for me is when he says no it's a cage after saying no it's a domain over and over definitely cried yeah Yeah, in in the movie you know that that i guess shift it it takes place over like what seems like about a minute and a half of mac yeah you know what i'm saying it goes from an okay place to be and and kind of fun to hang out to well this is unacceptable and it just really didn't get enough sort of time. Honestly, most of the beats didn't get enough time. Stella died a little too soon. Yeah. Stella got too sick too soon. That's true. Yeah. Uh, like, they didn't introduce that soon enough either, you know? Yeah. And and the lack of vet visits and things like that. Like, a lot of the beats yeah. of the book I guess I that made say me that so frustrated. They didn't do it too... There wasn't enough time between the introduction of it to her passing is what I intended right. to say. Especially considering it was Angelina Jolie, I expected her to last much longer. She was fantastic as Stella because I didn't yeah. realize it was her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I th- thought she was great. What I really miss, and what I like in the book, about Stella's role, because even in the book, I mean, she dies a third of the way in. She dies like 25 minutes into an hour and 20 minute movie. But she has been on the receiving end of human brutality and over and over and over and she's still the one who argues no some people are all right mm-hmm. yeah with the, she's, the whole story she's the one who introduces yeah. which in the book wasn't the whole story rubies it was yeah and in the in the oh, i'm glad I, at least yeah. they gave that to stella in the movie because that gives stella a little something yeah, I mean, we didn't get to really experience the bonding. And we didn't get any explanation for why her leg is injured, which is this sort of, like, looming thing in the book. I I didn't yeah. even realize that they had flipped it from Ruby to Stella. I watched the movie, and it just became Stella's story in my head. Yeah. That's fair. 
seeing Ruby after Stella dies laying kind of to the side and just I don't know how you make an elephant look so hopeless <laughs> but that yeah, broke the my Ruby heart. animation was so, so good. good um I also want to shout out Ron Funches as the <laughs> rabbit the rabbit yeah it was so good <laughs> uh the movie and this I think is is something the movie does really well the movie takes these other animals who we hear mentioned in passing and actually gives them things to do, shows them as part of the act. Yeah. Um, and Ron Funches, the rabbit who drives a fire truck, steals the show <laughs> and his, but who drives a yellow fire truck, <laughs> is the most like funny, sad line. Yeah. And, yes. and when he's about to get hit by the car, and he can't, you know, it, it doesn't occur to him to get out of the fire truck. Yeah. You know, it, it, it takes Ivan coming over and physically picking him up to... to put that in his brain and then he's just happy as could be when he's hopping through the forest what did you two think <laughs> about the this is like the one big beat that's added to the movie that's not in the book is the escape attempt i mean it makes sense because this movie couldn't be as internal as the book is that in the way that ivan views the world we don't see those animals that frequently so we don't really ever figure out what happens to them nor do we really yeah. care seeing them and seeing the circus and seeing the way that this movie set up, like it had to have something. Yeah, and it it also like gave gave Julia a better understanding of what Ivan wanted, which was good. Yes, but the, the overall, like it added a couple of funny beats to it. But it again was just you know Brian Cranston comes in and says, "Hey, let's go back," and they're all like, "Yeah, okay," and it was kind of over. But the uh, the bit where he stops at the locked doors, <laughs> and Bob has to remind him that he's a gorilla. That that beat is amazing. Yes. Yeah, that was yes. fantastic. Fantastic. No, I I do really appreciate how much they put into domesticating these animals. Yes. Um, also, though, like, I was really excited to see Philippa Sue, Eliza Schuyler, uh, yes. in this. She plays a parrot. She does not get enough she to does. do in this. I was a little bummed. <laughs> That's just me, but... I mean, we just want the world for I her, do. I understand. The Henrietta making the chicken cross the road joke. Yes. <laughs> I was like, it's just listening to all of them laugh at it, and Ivan just, like, what are we doing? Ivan was me. <laughs> oh, hey! Yeah. Uh, was he? Because he feels like me. I'm sorry. Hold on. Look, I can dish it, but I guess I can't take it. <laughs> Apparently not. I am, I am absolutely 100% Bob when I'm just helping somebody walk to that dumb joke. <laughs> You can lead a Bob to a dumb joke, <laughs> but you can't make him drink it. Um, but yeah, I, I, there were there were parts that I really liked. Like I said, even like you know halfway through the movie, I'm like, I still like Brian Cranston, yeah. and I don't think I'm. Yeah, supposed no, to. I. I think the movie they wants never you bring to. out the stick. Yeah. yeah, the movie wants you to. I think it like really Real is quick, to lean into like uh, he Chaka yeah. Khan is Henrietta. Oh, thank you, thank you. Cool. I don't even think I looked that up. I appreciate it. If they had pulled out the stick with the claw in the movie, I don't think it would have gone over well, well at all. we don't see the stick. We don't actually see him and his wife fight. It really boils down to she gets impatient with Ivan and leaves. And then we never see him drink. Like, you yeah. could maybe read that in if you didn't right. see it. But, and this, I think, is the thing that for me, the movie, the movie misses the most is I like the nebulousness of mac in the book the he is important to ivan and ivan turns a blind eye to a lot of the bullshit 
until Ruby is endangered and because he makes this promise to Stella. But the trade-off the movie makes is this like farewell speech that Brian Cranston gets, which feels so much like a children's movie beat and so little so little like a K.A. Applegate beat. Yeah. I love that Alex just called out a children's movie for sounding like a children's movie. <laughs> I mean, look. But I get, I get your distinction here. I mean, that's kind of why K.A. Applegate is so amazing. In the movie, Matt gets like, he does, he gets that speech, you know, he quits sort of picking on Bob, but he also gets sort of the full redemption at the end when he's at the zoo with Julia and Bob. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I don't, I don't. I don't know. There was. D- was that Mac or George? Both. George and Mac were both there. Yeah. Oh. Um, I told Well, Mac, Mac was, was there, there okay. without Hello Children's Movie Gag, <laughs> his toupee. <laughs> After he loses the dude. Oh, you're talking about in the movie. Okay, yeah. my bad. But yeah, it, there was it's something that sort of like carried more weight in the moving on of the story without him returning. Yeah. You know? I like. We've made these changes, and they may be good, they may be bad, but we're going to see where we're going. But when you have Matt come in and like, look at how good Ivan looks. Everybody is happy now. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Children's movie, right? Yeah. I do want to enter into the record Brian Cranston's <laughs> impression of Daniel Craig in Knives Out. Oh, God. <laughs> His announcer voice? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I am not going to make fun of anybody's Daniel Craig from Times Out movie, considering that my impression's <laughs> out there in the world. Um, I, I finally realized, yes, okay, I think what they're going for is British, but there were times I could not tell yeah. if he was trying to sound British or Southern, yeah. and it was wild. <laughs> like... I'm pretty sure that's just a bit, and if it's a bit, I love it. <laughs> but there were a couple times where I'm like, is he Foghorn Leghorn or William Shakespeare? I don't know. <laughs> Who's this weird carnival barker persona? I ask myself that every day about many people that I eat. Yeah. Wait, many people that you eat? That you eat? <laughs> Meat. That's Meat. not what you oh. said. Oh, no. That is not. It's on all. audio. <laughs> Sorry. Tim's a cannibal. <laughs> Read the record yeah. back. <laughs> I was trying to look up the what about or, or what about Bob? No, <laughs> the one and only Bob. I want to see the release date. I maybe it's the 29th. But now you've, that's a that makes third option. The 29th. that you put in there. Well, it definitely starts with a two, but the 20th is not a Tuesday, and new books come out on the Tuesday. The 22nd doesn't sound right, so it's got to be the 29th. Sometimes I regret opening my mouth in front of you too. It's fine. It's fine. No, I like the movie makes me care about Mac. Like, and what happens to him and, you know, getting kind of that piece at the end as where, like, the book, I didn't give a shit. Matt could go fucking down the drain. All I needed to know was that Bob was going to be okay. Um, I do think, despite that, the movie does a really good job of still preserving George and Julia's arc of oh yeah having to make this decision. It's a little different decision in each case. But having to make a decision about doing what's right for the animals at cost to their own lives. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this movie easily could have had another half an hour to an hour to it. And 
we three would have been fine and enjoyed it. Little kids, maybe not sure. so much. But I, I, they are so well casted, and it would have been great to just develop that. Did more. did either of you catch who plays Julia? I saw the name, but no. I didn't recognize it. She's young Gamora in the Avengers oh, nice. movies. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, Ariana Greenblatt. Cool. It's like I recognize this name from something, and I even went to Avengers. I was like, "Is she Tony Stark's daughter?" Um, she seems a little young for that, but no, she's she's young Gamora. Meg Mayfix. I am so off. <laughs> yeah. So I was sitting off. here trying to figure out. I'm like, I, I must be looking at the wrong book. Oh shit! Do you know what else she's in? No. She's young Nina in In the Heights. I've not, oh, not cool. seen In the Heights. Well, that's because it's not out yet, Tim. It's because oh, it comes out next. Okay. Summer. Well, good. I'm right on track with that one. That's the next musical we're going to see. What have I done? You're Actually, welcome. No, Cats was, no, Cats that was is, fun. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Do, are, wait, are are you? Yeah, I'm very off. Is here. this one that y'all actually like? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. This isn't. This like, is the first Tony Award-winning musical by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually considered living in the neighborhood when I lived up in New York, and opted against it because I didn't want to live in Manhattan. Thanks to it, I never have to look up subway directions to Washington Heights. <laughs> That's very true. Take the A train to One Eighty Second. Get off and take the escalator. Got it. Oh, you know what I have marked? What do you have marked? Page two hundred and thirty-four. I know it's going to be on here, but I'm just double checking before yeah, yeah, I speak. Yeah. I know this is not that podcast, and you can edit this out if you want, Tim, or you can leave it. I don't care. But you said, you know what I have marked, and I almost, almost sung Brian's quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Bob is outside hiding near the dumpster. That's it. He That's does a not capital. Want to be a check mark. That is D a capital dumpster. D. Yep. That is true. I'm glad to see. Like, the world has uniformity for me now. <laughs> Kay Applegate still uh, uses dumpsters yeah. in her books. There was a, I was watching a movie, and I almost sent y'all a picture. I think I couldn't get to my phone quick enough. But the subtitles had dumpster, and it wasn't capitalized. And I flew into a blind rage. <laughs> we expect your Twitter rant to come in shortly. Yes. Tim then broke the TV, had to go buy a new one. <laughs> He just hulked out. The other thing I have marked that we haven't discussed is, uh, is there anything sweeter than the touch of another as she pulls a dead bug from your fur? Which is the only sentence on the page. <laughs> I just thought it was wonderful. Yeah. I suppose I can't argue it. Uh, someone who loves to have her hair played with, I can't. I'm sorry. If you find a dead bug in there, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but... I feel like we should also talk about Bob's stuffed animal gorilla not tag not, not tag, tag. Yeah. i love that at the beginning there's a glossary and not tag is put in there as like to what not tag is yeah so as a as a side note before we talk about not tag just talking about that glossary meg sent us a group message of meatballs <laughs> before i started this book. neither of you fucking responded and That's i was like I, all right neither of you had read this yet cool no clue what you were talking about and it took me till it came up in the book <laughs> To go check the glossary, which I didn't have to because it just explained it in the next paragraph. <laughs> what a me ball was. Okay, I'm sorry. Not tag. Not tag. I will say my D&D character does carry around, carry around at least one me ball. Although it's not a him ball. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. It's a dragonborn okay. ball. <laughs> we have other conversations we need to have. But. <sighs> so tag is Ivan, whose real name we actually learn is Mud. Uh, it's his twin sister. And at first, I couldn't quite tell if Tag 
had actually died in um, the transfer over or kind of went insane and then died. Insane is probably not the appropriate word. I don't know. There, There's a weird, the way he talks about her at one point um, confused me a little bit. Um, that Tag could not let go of the jungle. And then eventually the light went out. Which I guess explains death too. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a scene where he, hi kids, describes her going limp in his arms in the crate while they're being shipped off. Yeah, yeah I, I completely glossed over that. That's okay. I cried enough in this book. Something like snapped like a string or something like that. Yeah. I will talk about Tag in the movie. And how at one point she runs up on on mud and absolutely wails on him, and it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> like it was not a, it was it was worthy of being named Tag. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of my my mom's twins growing up because Kenzie is still that way. <laughs> yeah, the movie definitely definitely gives kids a chance to believe that tag is alive and happy somewhere yeah i'm going to also choose to believe that thank you very much there's only one animal well two counting counting uh ivan's father uh there are only two animal deaths in the movie as opposed to dozens in the book so many so many my favorite detail in the book that again knew there was zero chance of seeing this in a disney movie was when they talk about, uh, there's a content warning that goes on this for animal abuse and murder. It's just such a brutal detail to include in still a children's book. They talk about the poachers come in and kill the adults and cut off their heads and hands. And then Ivan remembers seeing outside of his cage, before he was sold, ashtrays made out of gorilla's hands yeah that was pretty dark which there's no way that that's something that applegate has just made up here this is this is a detail she has pulled from the real world and just fuck people hi kids fuck people (laughs) (laughs) even the even the death of the father though was still off camera though yeah you know you, you can make all the assertions that that's what happens but you didn't actually see it yeah yeah and stella kind of dies from maybe an infection we don't really know as where in the book it is straight up neglect yeah it's an infection that set in in a leg that was wounded in the circus she used to be in that sold her off because she couldn't perform anymore because when they chained up her leg and she slipped it broke her leg and got infected so that was another Mm -hmm. another piece that uh book mac says vets are expensive Oh, okay, we'll yeah. send one in the morning after finally putting it off. And TV Mac was like, or movie Mac was like, we'll get a vet here in the morning. And it just had a, a very different feel. To be fair, Book Mac, Book Mac does say it a few times. He yeah. just doesn't do it. Yeah, uh, but that, that's that's the thing. That's the, the making Brian Cranston more likable as Mac than Mac was yes. in the book. It wasn't, and, and not to say that, I guess likable is the wrong word, less hateable. Let's put it that way, as it's not as blatant him just neglecting it as it is just saying, hey, look, it's late. I'll get a vet in the yeah. morning well, because that's yeah. when I can get a vet. Even in the movie, like when we hear him say, I'll get a vet, it the second time it's let me call the vet again. Yeah. There's never yeah. this, we don't have the money, I'm putting right. it off. Right. right. It's more that the vet couldn't make a trip out kind of right. thing. Right, 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 right. Even yeah. the one time Brian Cranston's Mac does kind of like get a little shitty. 
other than to Bob, he's somehow worse to Bob in the movie than in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when he's trying to train Ruby, it's still like by the rule of comedy, you get to be absolved for being shitty. Ruby sneezes all over him, and we right. learn he's got a toupee. He's embarrassed, therefore, okay, he got his. Yeah. Which, yeah. I feel like that's right. not proportional response. And in the book, doesn't it, she like smack him in the nards? Like, yep. It's com- yeah. So much better. It doesn't fully explain why Ivan is so desperate to get out of the situation when you when you do that. You know what I'm saying? It was just the one yeah. crappy minute and exactly like you said, well, there, you know, karma got him. I feel like the movie just lets it boil down to he made Stella a promise. Yeah. yeah. It is it is less like I just don't find Ivan as likable in the movie. Like the way he treats Ruby at the beginning. Yeah, much better. Yeah, in the book, like, maybe because he talks about it occasionally, where he's like, gorillas have patience where humans don't. Um, I get this, like, vibe of, like, someone who's talking to a small child who's just like, yeah, keep the questions coming. Come on. Yeah. I'll keep answering them. Right. And- it's fine. I'm just going to keep treating you like you're an adult. As we're in the movie, he's, like, so obviously frustrated with her questions and yeah. just like, don't talk to me. I don't want to remember my past, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like in... The book, Ivan has an arc. We see him learn and change. We see his worldview shift. In the movie, like, he's pretty consistent as a character. There's not really beginning of movie Ivan versus end of movie Ivan. It's kind of still the same Ivan. Do we know any kids who have watched this? I don't think so. I don't know any kids. (laughs) I do, but I haven't talked to any of them. The one character who I enjoyed, who I think basically had no dialogue in the book, was Snickers. Yeah. I, I liked the conversation between Snickers and Bob. Yes. And s- sort of her her reaction to Bob being Bob. I was so worried, and I am so glad they resisted this urge, but I was so worried after we saw Snickers and Bob together alone in the office that they were going to try to lady in the tramp them. <laughs> never got that but i'm now i'm kind of glad i didn't no i i thought when bob runs out and does the exact opposite of what bob said he was going to (laughs) do and she just seems to sort of laugh it off i i liked that i gotta say i the thing i appreciate the most i can't picture a mall that is also a circus like yeah that doesn't compute and i think they did a great job they did in designing it the set is amazing i mean all the design in this movie is fantastic and it, it just reminded me very much of the 90s where, like, shit happened in the mall. Like, <laughs> I mean, there were gymnastic shows in the mall. Like, you went and shopped or, like, your parents shopped because you had no money. And there was a show that you could watch while, you know, she ran into Sears and you really didn't want to go into Sears. Going to make one correction there. It was. What? One correction. It's gymnasty. Oh, I'm sorry. My Gym- bad. Gymnasty shows were in the mall. <sighs> there was a whole ass carousel. In the middle of my mall in my podunk hometown. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I think the one, um, the, not Town Center, I'm thinking the other one, North Point, maybe still has the ginormous. <laughs> I say that it's been six years since I've been there. Who knows? Like, I can easily see these malls adapting a circus room to become a movie theater now. Yeah. But, or I say now, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. My, my first thought with, circus mall or mall circus either way is oh yeah rainforest cafe that's also valid and in related news 
the last rainforest cafe has closed. Oh, good. Because of COVID? Yeah, I think so. It was in oh. Chicago, I think. Or maybe it closed right before COVID. It might not have even made it to that. I have eaten at a red rainforest cafe one time. Me too. And I'm fairly certain there were no actual animals on site when I ate there. I could be wrong about that, but I don't remember counting any er, encountering anything but animatronic animals. I feel like I would not have oh, eaten somewhere if there were real animals flying around and pooping on the food. Yeah, but I remember us talking about something similar during an Animorphs book about the bird being outside. Yep. I don't think they were to a point where they had live stuff. I've only been to one, and it was in Florida, and it was either near Disney or, or uh, Universal Studios. It was Disney. And I definitely don't know if they were live or not, and that... It was easily 14 years ago. Yeah, I was about to say, I could be wrong. <laughs> I have no idea. It's closing in on 20 years since I was in the one I went to. There could have been a bird hopping on my head and I didn't know it. <laughs> no, that or I don't remember right. it. Yeah. Can it? Yeah. I guess so. 20 years almost, huh? And now I want to go to Disney. All right. I'm going to wait until they put the Wakanda in, either in Epcot or Magic Kingdom. It'll be great. I'm going to wait just... until there's a vaccine. Are you... <sighs> okay. I am under the assumption we are going to get one, Alex. Don't put that shit in the world. I mean, I just mean like March or so. Hold on. Is the Wakanda thing something you are assuming is going to happen or have they said they were going to do it? Either I saw it as a joke and I'm I'm sorry, I took this death really hard and haven't been able to do much in the way of research or anything. I have no idea if it's real or not. Uh, It seems like something Disney would do to commercialize on someone's death. Uh, also am for it so i feel like if you're going to do a wakanda theme park right though you have to keep it secret and hidden and only employees can let people into it Mm, i like that disney you can hire us it's like a a theme park speakeasy (laughs) and i just came across all the pictures on facebook where the i went searching for the speakeasy last year or two years ago where it was like my summer adventure was to find this damn speakeasy near my office i'm all for an entire like theme park speakeasy <laughs> i mean real talk that's what they should have done with the wizarding world of harry potter too that's true but wakanda definitely like needs to be on some isolationist shit yeah you gotta be cool to get in but i also kind of like the idea of just throwing it into epcot what if what if there's a small public facing area of epcot that's the size of the other countries in epcot but okay. then but then there's a full size wakanda park that you have to be invited into i guess part of me is like really hoping just for an area that is like super about science and like kind of getting back to like giving scholarships and shit for animatronics and you know that kind of progressiveness that's fair so that's all really off topic i'm sorry (laughs) we've been the most on topic we've been for a long time and and let me tell you it's been hard (laughs) has it yes yes it has movie bob not bob movie ivan is a much better artist than book ivan yes although the beetle that he first draws i was actually wondering (laughs) how that beetle was going to come across i feel like that was probably a pretty accurate representation sure also, I cracked up at that. Yeah. Also, like, Movie Ivan has not been drawing for as long as Book Ivan. This is also no. true. Movie yeah. Ivan's kind of like an art savant. Yeah. No, because he talks about, like, that's why he's named Mud. It's something that he's suppressed about himself. 
that he's looking to bring back out. Um, as where Book Ivan, like, he's an artist. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, Book Ivan draws paintings that get sold in the gift shop movie. Ivan gets his first crayons. Yes. And let me tell you, given that he was only given three colors of finger paint, he does fantastic <laughs> work in his <laughs> finger paint on glass. It was impressive. It was very impressive. This is true. And I'm so glad we didn't have to see him tearing the stuffing out of Not Tag. I know. Not Tag, after that scene in the book, because he talks about t- tearing out the stuffing and putting the art in it so that he can hide it. I expected, like, a giant gorilla. Not, like, not, it, not Tag had to have been much bigger in the book. Yeah, because, like, Bob sleeps on Not Tag yeah. when Ivan's up drawing all night. And not tag is so tiny. <laughs> I was so disappointed. See, I pictured not tag being about this size, but also going like, how's he gonna fit all that art in this thing? No, I pictured like one of those giant ass bears, and yeah. I'm like, why? What do you do with this? <laughs> See, you just assume Bob is better at spatial reasoning than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Given my dog's reaction to things, no, no. <laughs> all right. So, final thoughts. Go read the book. Go watch the movie. Let me ask this by way of final thoughts. Okay. Are we all down for, uh, not immediately, but at some point, following up with the one and only Bob, and if there is one, eventually a one and only Bob movie? Absolutely. I'm going to, 100%. I'm going to buy the one and only Bob right now and read it. <laughs> you can be the one who's read the book then. Yes. We can do it after Animorphs. It would, God, I hope, at least you can tell us if it's sad or not. Okay. Might be the uplifting thing we need after Animorphs. Hey, Tim, take off your headphones real quick. All right. <laughs> you know he's editing this, right? Yeah, I know. It's still funny. Okay. Um, Funnier now that the listener at home knows, in fact. You know what we should absolutely do? We should find a copy of the novelization of There's Something About Bob. Okay. And put a dust jacket for the one and only Bob <laughs> over it. Okay. And hand that to Tim. And just see how long it takes. Okay. To get a... Guys, I don't think this is the right book. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And he won't expect it, even though he's editing this. Tim, forget everything you've just heard. <laughs> okay. Uh, here, is, here is your sleeper phrase. Flugelhorn. Jesus Christ. So, just just a fun little thing to point out. Y'all know that I'm editing this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, I actually said you know, as soon as you took that up. Phone well, I was going to say it didn't okay. occur to us, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's so, okay. We put your sleeper word in there. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. I'm actually terrified that one day y'all are actually going to drop a spoiler. No, we've been so good for 45 books, and man, oh man, I am so excited for the next episode. <sighs> I'm excited for your predictions for the next episode, just so I can immediately go, no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, Tim, I couldn't bear dropping a spoiler. <laughs> So drop bears are real. Just like Santa Claus and sentient M&Ms. It was a really ragey looking koala bear in the picture that I saw, though. Now, and this is not a joke. Koalas <laughs> will fuck you up. <laughs> I believe that. They are vicious. That. Look at those little claws. Same thing with a the sloth. They sleep. Like, I bet a sloth will pull your face off. Well, yeah, but to. koalas are faster. <laughs> That's true. They That's sleep 18 point. hours a day. You do not want to wake one of them suckers up. <laughs> and do not get between it and its eucalyptus. You're welcome. Yeah, that's random fact for the week. Thank you. It's more of a PSA this week, I think. Don't fuck with bison. Don't fuck with koalas. Don't fuck with moose. Don't fuck with moose.
Don't get them wet after midnight. Don't feed them your pizza. Also, sharks eat moose. Whales eat moose? Moose eat squirrel. Damn it, I don't remember this chain of command. (laughs) (laughs) Was that that all our final thought? Yes. Okay. All right, so good book, good movie. Better. I mean, look, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I don't want to say it. No, no, better book than movie. Here is here is your if then statement. If you want to introduce your children to or children be introduced to nebulous morality, the fact that people suck, and the fact that maybe sometimes people can be okay, but even then it's not always going to be great. And you know what? That's just life. You got to make the best you can. Uh, Hand them the book. If you want to see, hey, these animals are pretty funny and that gorilla paints well. And there's a pretty happy ending, and everyone is redeemable. Then watch the movie and high production value, and a very high production value. I just I cannot very say how much though I do appreciate the prose style in the book. No, it's great. It's so so wonderful to read this because yeah. I haven't read any of later, uh, Applegate's later stuff. I hope I don't come across as not enjoying it because by the end of the book, no, I no, no, did, no, you didn't. But yeah, it, it took a. A minute for me to to get into no it's it's <laughs> my mind instantly goes fuck i hate poetry and that's the the way it looks and it, and it reads a little bit yeah. that way too at first but and then it starts moving well what what i was really worried about was you know how i feel about books and we we talked about it with the man in the high castle about books that just sort of set the scene of how things are but then there's mm-hmm. no like progression of story and that's how I felt when I first read the few pages. I was like, oh, so this is just going to tell me about what... It- oh, no, 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 no. Things move Things move quite well in this book. So. Yeah, I had a moment of, what is this book actually about? Because I don't think I can just read, like, the inner workings of a right, right. gorilla for 300 pages, which is fine. Like, it's still well-written. Yeah. Gorilla stream um, of no, consciousness. I'm in the same boat this is apparently my brand. Maybe I am the Marco. there was i forget what it was there was definitely one line where i'm like oh it is marco i mean yeah you gotta at least put a little bit of marco into the gorilla come on you have to have the callback man i wish we could have seen ivan try to drive a car though (laughs) that would have been amazing thank you for listening to us ramble on about another of k applegate's book yes in this special episode on an off week we'd like to thank red sphinx for our show art you can check out more of their work by supporting their Patreon or visiting Chaos Does Art on Instagram. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email red at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com. Peep our social medias at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm going to auto-tune that one. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. Website is mindsatyerk.com. You know how to spell yerk. Now, to be fair, Y-E-E-R-K, not Y-E-R-K-E-S. That one's a primate <laughs> center. Yerkies. I, although, I wonder if there is a Minds at Yerkies. Yes, but it's all gorillas just reviewing our podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm never sleeping again. Oh, it's just the sound episode. of a lot of meatballs hitting the wall. <laughs> My anxiety just went through the roof. I've got to go put this down for my therapist. Thank you. What do gorillas think of my podcast? (laughs) If you like us and want to help us out, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. The better title would be Gorillas and the Elemist. Oh, nice. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that should be the the, the under title. What do you call that thing? Subtitle. Subtitle. Yeah, of this episode. 
Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. Let us know if we aren't on your podcatcher of choice. Alex, are you going to do a line? Google Play is no longer in existence. It is now YouTube Music. Thank you. Just a reminder. Yes, I will do a line. Somebody say when. When? Show your form. It's like show your math. (laughs) I've been Tim. I was the one and only Alex. And I'm Megan. And there are way too many of them. I'm sorry. I I don't know. I I don't know if we're until then we're fighting. Tim, you got to be confident. Make a decision. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's enough. Uh, that's enough. That's fine. I don't know how to make a decision. <laughs> Tim, take off your headphones again. <laughs> no, what are we doing now? Uh, all right, all right. Is it like hard to tell when he's playing dumb sometimes versus <laughs> actually doesn't know? Because, or if Tim actually didn't know what I was talking about, I'm fairly certain Tim didn't know what you're future talking Tim. About, but if I you were doing a bit, <laughs> if you were doing a bit, future Tim, a fucking plus. We love your inability to tell, or our inability to tell a difference on you. It's fine. It's fine. So on my Zoom call. Big Alex was frozen, and little Alex up at the top made the the headphone gesture. Look, oh, you don't put it in really gallery strange. mode? Inside of all of us, there are two Alexes. No, no there are not. That's, no, <laughs> you're done. That's That thought is gone. Please stop this fucking episode. Meg has all reached right. her limit.